Jesus told us, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Jesus is coming as a thief in the night for a select group of people. Don't be caught unaware. Regardless of whether we all agree on every prophetic interpretation or not, just be ready. We will analyze Jesus' end-time warning on this edition of End of the Age. A thief in the night. What an ominous ominous prophecy in the Bible. That the Lord would come for you as a thief in the night. It doesn't have to be that way though. Not everybody will be surprised when the Lord comes. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 through 9. The Apostle Paul said, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now many people stop reading right there, and they think, well, nobody's going to know when he's coming, it's just going to be this, uh, it will be a supernatural event, but some people will have a very good idea when the Lord is coming. So many people stop reading right here at the thief in the night, but verse 3 says, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Then listen to verse 4. But ye, brethren, the Apostle Paul's talking to us now, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. So he's saying, There will be people here on the earth at the time of the second coming that will have a pretty good idea when the Lord is going to come. This is not contradictory to Matthew chapter 24 where Jesus said, No man knoweth the day or the hour. Because none of the apostles knew or understood the writings of Daniel about the modern nations and the different timelines and different things. None of them understood his writings. In Daniel 12, the Lord said, Daniel, you close up and seal up your book because it's for the people of the time of the end. Well, now we can understand Daniel's writings, and we understand some of these different timelines and modern nations and different things that will happen in the end time. So the Apostle Paul said, Men and brethren, you're not of the night that that day would overtake you as a thief. You, in verse 5, you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, But this is very key. But let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that are drunken, they're drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day. That's very, very key right there. Most people are in darkness. Prophecy and the Bible really is not even on their radar. 
But those who are studying and watching and seeking God for the interpretation to these prophecies, the Apostle Paul said, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Christians are not appointed unto the wrath of God. The the seven vials of the wrath of God that are coming at the time of the battle of Armageddon. We will be here up to that point. But the wrath of God will not be poured out upon the church. So Jesus will only come as a thief in the night for those who are not watching and paying attention to the prophecies. If you're in your home and in the evening and you've got the lights on, you've got uh, spotlights outside or night lights and different things, um, lights that come on if something moves outside, you're not going to get caught unaware of a thief trying to get into your home. And that's the thing with people who are watching and looking, studying the prophecies and knowing what's coming. The second coming of Jesus Christ will not take you as a thief. So what does the Bible tell us to do? Watch and be sober. So if we look at the understand and understand the end time events, how do we prepare? Well, some would say, well, there's no way you can understand the Bible prophecy. That's all a bunch of beast and symbolism, and uh, you really can't understand it. So let's give two or three or four different academic perspectives, and you can't really nail it down, and who knows really. But that's not what the Bible says. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and 33, it absolutely says we can understand these things. It says, and such as do wickedly. Now, this is during the time of the Antichrist. And such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. The Antichrist will come on a platform flattering people. But then the the verse says, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. It specifically says here, there will be a group of people in the end time that can understand. Daniel chapter 12, verse 9 through 10. The Bible says, And he said, Go thy way, Daniel. That Daniel was seeking to throw the understanding to some of these things. The Lord said, Nope, go thy way, Daniel, for the words, these words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white. Many are going to be pure, uh, persecuted. Many are going to be saved and tried. But the wicked shall do wickedly. And... None of the wicked shall understand. They're not going to be watching. They're not going to be paying attention. But the wise shall understand. Matthew 24, 15. Jesus said, When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, whoso is watching these prophecies and understands them, let him understand. There will be people that understand what the abomination of desolation is when it occurs. And finally, Revelation 13, 17 through 18, when it's talking about the mark of the beast, it says, And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and 
888-646-6666. So we do know from these um, scriptures and others that there will be people on the earth at the time of the second coming and just prior that know exactly the interpretation of these prophecies and know how things are going to play out. The Bible says the sons of Issachar were men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And there will be people in the end time that know, that have an understanding and know exactly how to show people how to prepare and what to watch for. And we'll talk about that throughout the rest of these segments. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Before I get into my lesson, got a quick announcement. I will be in Shreveport, Louisiana uh, this weekend. Myself, my wife, my mother-in-law will be there, and... I'll be at the Calvary Pentecostal Church, 7288 Greenwood Road, Suite 109. And that's Shreveport, Louisiana. On Saturday evening, August 20, I'll be there from 6 to 8 p.m. And I'll be doing the future according to Bible prophecy, the big giant timeline. If you have not heard that lesson, meet us out there. You'll love it. And then Sunday morning, August 21, the same church, 1040 a.m. to 1240 p.m., I'll be doing Breaking Prophecy News. We'll be doing, uh, if we have time, we'll do a QA. and uh, And I think you'll really, really enjoy this weekend. We've been having great crowds at our conferences. And so looking forward to seeing anybody in the Shreveport, Louisiana area um, this Saturday evening and Sunday morning um, at the Calvary Pentecostal Church there in Shreveport. 
All the information is on our website, endtime.com. Go to the events and conferences tab. There's maps, phone numbers, and everything you need to get out to the conferences. There's no charge. We never would charge for any of these things. So I want to make sure that you can, uh, you can join us out there this weekend. Now, if, we, if we're looking and the Bible tells us to watch and be sober and prepare yourself, what are we watching for? Because we know, according to the prophecies of the Bible, that we've got a few years left before the second coming and the, and the rapture take place. Now, I've actually had tell, people tell me, now nah, I know we've got a few years left. I'm going to wait a while to get ready. Well, that's not very smart. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because not one person that's listening to me right now has a promise of tomorrow morning. Nobody. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Nobody has a promise of tomorrow morning. The Bible says this is the day of salvation. If you've got a chance to make your to be born again and to make it right with the Lord, today's the day. We're not waiting, putting off till tomorrow. Because nobody's promised tomorrow morning. However, we do know that there the majority of the people on the planet have, you know, we've got several years left until the second coming and the rapture of the church. So what are we looking for? Well, we watch the prophecies of the Bible, and we prepare ourselves by being born again. So you say, well, how do we watch the prophecies of the Bible? How do we do that? Well, what I'm going to do is to take you through, through some of the current events, the, some news articles from just over the past, from today, many of them are from today, and the, the past maybe a couple, two or three days, weeks or so, that showing you how when I read the prophecy, I'm watching. I, I'm, I know what the prophecies say. And as I go through here, I'm saying, oh, my goodness, this is a precursor to this Bible prophecy. This one's already happening. This one's already taking place. And we're reading in historical events, maybe the anniversary of the tearing down of the Berlin Wall or the Chernobyl nuclear accident. So these are the things we're watching for, letting us know we're right on these timelines. Now, Let's go through many articles and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Pertaining to the mark of the beast, Revelation 13, verse 16 through 17. The Bible says, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no one might buy or sell. You're not going to be able to function in society at all. Save he that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So there's going to be a unique identification number given to everybody and that without that you're not going to be able to function as a, uh, a, a member of society. And so when I, I know the prophecies, but when I see a lot of news articles come across, I'm thinking, here we go. Well, the Venture Beat, they published an article. This is the title of the article. Why every person on the planet will need a digital ID. Now think about that. 2,000 years ago, John, while he was exiled out on the Isle of Patmos, he receives these visions from the Lord and he starts to write. And he says, at the time of the end, when the Antichrist and Satan are setting up their socialistic kingdom here on the earth, 
everybody's going to be given a mark. And without that mark in their right hand or in their forehead, they're not going to be able to buy or sell. Now here we are, close to 2,000 years later, with the invention of the computer, the internet, blockchain technology, and many different things. The mark of the beast is where it's able to be implemented. And we see an article that says why every person on earth is going to be need, will need to have a digital ID. Now, if you understand Bible prophecy, I look at that and go, okay, this, the United Nations efforts with ID 2020 to number every person on the planet, that is surely a precursor to the mark of the beast. And it lets me know, remember Jesus, they, they were all, Jesus, the Apostle Paul, many of them were saying, watch and be sober. Those that aren't watching, this is all going to happen. The Lord's going to come as a thief in the night. But for those that are watching and are made themselves ready, Jesus said, be ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Lord doth come. So we want to be watching, we want to be sober, and we want to be ready. Another article, David Stockman's Contra Corner. He said that CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, are a gateway to total totalitarianism. He says this in the article, this is such a real small excerpt, combining digital currencies with digital IDs while phasing out or even banning the use of cash would grant governments and central banks the ability not only to track every purchase we make, but also to determine what we can spend, what we can and cannot spend our money on. The ability to buy and sell. Now, this is not a religious article. This is not from a prophetic periodical. This is from an, a totally secular individual. And he's just reporting on central bank digital currencies. But notice how it lines up perfectly with what the Bible says. Everybody's going to be given a marker, their own unique identification number. And without that, you're not going to be able to buy or sell or participate in society. This is exactly what a central bank digital currency, a programmable central bank digital currency would allow the governments, the central banks, it would allow them to have that power over you. And so that's why we, you know, I, I, we just really need to resist that here in the United States. We don't want that. We don't want the central banks to have that kind of power over us. Now, that's just one, folks. The Bible told us to be watch and be sober, right? Be, make yourself ready. Well, when we talk about the sixth vial in the book of Revelation... When we get into the, the seven vials of the wrath of God, Revelation 16, 12. You understand that there are many vials poured out, the seven vials at the Battle of Armageddon. And the sixth vial says, Revelation, uh, that'd be what, 16, 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, which means it had water in it up until that point. There are a lot of articles today about the, the river Euphrates is drying up. But the Bible specifically says here there will be water in the Euphrates up until the time of the sixth vial. At that time, the angel will pour out its vial upon that. The water will be dried up to make way for the kings of the east that they might be prepared to come down against Israel for the battle of Armageddon. Well, I'm watching as I'm looking at these articles. The Euphrates River is the principal water source of the Middle East. 
and the river is going to be dried up to facilitate that invasion to come across that and come down to the plain of Megiddo where the Battle of Armageddon will be engaged. On, back on in January of 1990, the Indianapolis Star published an article, Turkey will cut off the flow of the Euphrates for one month. Now, this was not the drying up of the Euphrates River prophesied in Revelation 16. That's going to happen at the Battle of Armageddon. Turkey at that time needed to fill up a, uh, one of the reservoirs that the Ataturk Dam had. It was the Ataturk Reservoir. The Ataturk Dam, they raised it for 30 days to be able to fill up that reservoir. And so that was a significant um, sign to all of us because the Ataturk Dam, located in southern Turkey, gives Turkey control over the flow of the Euphrates River. And it's highly likely that this ability to stop the river will be used by Turkey, which, according to Ezekiel 38, is one of the nations that will be involved in the invasion of Israel. Uh, Togarma in Ezekiel 38 is modern-day Turkey that will be used, this is going to be used by Turkey to clear the way, this Ataturk Dam, to clear the way and to dry up the river to, for the invasion of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. Well, the business recorder just reported an article that the Tigris and Euphrates rivers are troubled waters. What's going on? Well, according to the media reports, Iraq, which is just south of Turkey, has asked Turkey to increase the flow of the water downstream along the Tigris and Euphrates River as both of the countries are facing droughts and, and tensions over the resource management because Turkey has the ability to cut the flow. Well, the media reports also said that Baghdad regularly complains that the dams constructed in these neighboring countries are impacting its river levels. The Euphrates, which is very, uh, there's a lot of prophetic significance to the Euphrates River. The Euphrates and the Tigris Basin is shared by. Now, if you understand the prophecy of the Six Trumpet War, World War III, the Bible says, loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. Well, this article says the Euphrates and Tigris River, this, the basin there, is shared by Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. And that, comp- that comprises the uh, parts of the Tigris and the Euphrates basin there. So there have been periods of cooperation and conflict between Turkey, the upper, the upper stream state, from where both Euphrates and the Tigris originate, and the rest in particular, all four. So Turkey is accused of using water flows as an instrument to pressurize both Syria and Iraq. But it denies any kind of accusations setting up the, the setting up of unilateral water projects in that uh, Euphrates-Tigris basin have also led to these tensions. So all of this, these are precursors letting us know that we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ in the Battle of Armageddon. Never before in history has anybody had the ability to dry up the Euphrates River. But now, Turkey has the ability with the Ataturk Dam to do that. The Bible says in the sixth vial that Israel, or that the, um, when the vial is poured out, the great river Euphrates will be dried up. And it, is it a coincidence that Turkey who is mentioned in Revelation or Ezekiel 38, will have the ability to do that? Now, another article. The Times of Israel. 
says that the Kiev, Kiev, Ukraine mayor to the Times of Israel, a huge mistake for Israel to stay neutral. We're defending Europe, as he's saying. So, in the Russia-Ukrainian uh, conflict, Israel has really sought to maintain open channels with both Russia and Ukraine during that war. Senior leaders have condemned the, the, uh, that the invasion of Russia into Ukraine. But Israel has not joined sanctions against Moscow, nor has it provided weapons to Ukraine's military, um, though it has sent aid. So they're trying to really remain neutral here. Well, many of you would know that, uh, what's the guy's name? Former heavyweight champ, boxing champ. He's the mayor of Kiev. His name's Vitaly Klitschko. He said that it's the, it's the biggest mistake right now to take a, for Israel to take a neutral position if Israel promotes democratic values and sees Ukraine as a peaceful country. So what he's saying is, hey, Israel needs to come on the side of Europe and choose sides between Russia and Europe. Israel's just saying, look, we want to be left alone. We want to protect Israel here and don't really want to get involved in all of this. But... Klitschko, Mayor Klitschko, is saying, hey, we need them to choose a side. Well, geopolitical situations, because right now it kind of appears that Europe is an ally, somewhat of an ally. They kind of get along with Israel. But if you understand the prophecies of the Bible, you know what's coming. Geopolitical situations will not remain the same as they are. Europe will be against Israel and be some of the invading armies at the Battle of Armageddon. Um, Gomer in Ezekiel chapter 38, that's Eastern Europe, right where uh, Klitschko and Ukraine, it's part of that, will come down in the, as the invading armies into the, at the Battle of Armageddon. At the Battle of Armageddon, Europe will be part of that invasion. Uh, it, uh, let's see, where's that? Revelation 17 12 through 14, the Bible says, And the ten horns, the ten horns are symbolic of ten nations that will come out of the reborn Holy Roman Empire, which is the European Union. The Bible says, And the ten horns which thou sawest, uh, the Lord is giving John a vision of the, right there at the Battle of Armageddon, and 17 and 18 are parenthetical chapters of the judgment of the great harlot, the false church in the end time. But he also talks about armies that will fight against the Lord when he returns. Because all of this happens at the same time here. Well, in Revelation 17, 12 through 14, that's what it's talking about. When it's talking about the ten horns coming down, uh, uh, fighting against the Lord at the end time. That's what it's referring to as those European nations that will be there at the Battle of Armageddon. We'll get more into this verse in the next segment of End of the Age. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Now, like I said, geopolitical situations are not always how they seem right now. If you understand the prophecies of the Bible, you've got just a really good perspective on what's coming down the pike. Without the prophecies of the Bible, we would be in a complete fog on some of this stuff. So, these armies of Europe that will participate, um, Ukrainian, or um, the uh, Kiev mayor, Klitschko, he's trying to get Israel to choose a side. No, choose Europe and support us in this Ukrainian uh, war with Israel with Russia. But the fact of the matter is, is that things will not always stay as they seem. And what are we doing? We're watching and we're being sober, looking for the things that are just ahead. Revelation 17, 12 through 14. The Bible says, And, and the ten horns, symbolizing ten nations that will come out of Europe, which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as of yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast, not a 60-minute period, but a very short period of time. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast, the Antichrist, and these shall make war with the Lamb. They're at the battle of Armageddon, and when the Lord comes back, plants His feet upon the Mount of Olives, these nations will be involved in those groups, of the world governing army that has come down against Israel to battle, These shall make war with the Lamb. The Lamb shall overcome them, for He is, of course, Lord of lords, King of kings. And they that are with Him, the saints that are with Him, are called, chosen, and faithful. So, Israel would do good not to be an ally of of Europe. Now, they don't see that right now because they don't follow the prophecies of the Bible. But you and I do right. And we know what's coming down the pike. And it's very important because we're watching in sober. It's letting us know we're just ahead of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, the, uh, uh, let me go into another article. The Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Revelation 17, 3. John, again, this is a parenthetical chapter in the book of Revelation. The Lord is showing John the judgment of the great harlot, the false church in the end time, this world religious system. God's going to judge that. And in Revelation 17, 3, the Bible says, um, John said, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman. The woman is the false religious system. 
sit on a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. You say, what is that? Well, the woman is the false religious system. The beast, the seven-headed, ten-horned beast that she's sitting on is world government. Remember the seven-headed, ten-horned beast in Revelation 13, 1 through 2. The Bible says it had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten-horned kingdom. So there are seven heads. There are four heads for the leopard, one for the lion, one for the bear, and then the ten-horned beast. There are seven heads. It's a seven-head, ten-horned beast. It's world government. The same thing is mentioned here in Revelation 17, 3. A world religious system sitting on the back of a world government. It's a union of politics and religion in the end time. But a very, good, a very specific clue is given here. The Bible says it's a scarlet colored beast or a red beast. What does that mean? Other prophecies, the prophecies of the first four seals, let us know the red is symbolic of the red spirit in the earth in the end time. The red horse. Go back to um, Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8. The red horse in the four seals. And then the spirits, what are these? Well, in Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, it tells us that these are the spirits of, of heaven going forth before all the earth. They're spirits that control the ideologies of mankind in the end time. And so the red spirit is socialistic or communistic. So we know that Revelation 17, 3, the world governing body will be a socialistic or a communistic and or a communistic one world governing body. So now that you understand that, when you see a world government that is totally socialistic and communistic, both leaning in that direction, then we know where the Bible says that that entity will be in power and in in an alliance with the world religious system in the end time. Folks, that's been, have, that has been being established for decades. Now, you say, well, give me some articles. Okay. The PJ Media published an article that the Whole Foods CEO thinks socialists are taking over schools and corporations. The um, CEO of Whole Foods for years has said, hey, I'm, I've been muzzled because of our, the corporate ownership, but he said, once I retire, not going to be muzzled anymore. I've seen what's happening in America, and socialism is being implemented in many ways, and the mindset of our young people is that socialism's a good thing. He's saying it's a bad thing, and it's creeping in. It's getting its tentacles interwoven in with our government and even down into our own localities. And so the Bible says the end-time world government will be a socialistic entity. We're seeing that happening. Most of the nations on earth are leaning socialistic. They support the world government in any way, which is the United Nations, the seat of world government, which has been socialistic since its beginning in 1945. Also, Fee Stories, F-E-E Stories, published an article. The Soviet Union began as a democratic experiment in socialism. Now, you realize that Stalin and Lenin and all those guys originally were democratic socialists. Okay? But look where it led to. It led to full-on communism where they killed millions and millions of their own people. Horrible situation. What started out as democratic socialism ended up full-on communism. And have you heard of any democratic socialist in America lately? 
Don't act shocked. I could call their names. And so, if you look at a Communist Party USA platform, their most recent one, they say that we are working towards socialism as the first phase of a new society leading eventually to communism. That's the Communist Party USA. Yes, I said the Communist Party USA. That's in their their, uh, Communist Party platform. Now, the Epic Times ran an article. Most of you are familiar, uh, at least here in the United States, about the Inflation Reduction Act that just passed with Joe Biden. Well, the Epic Times, they published an article, the Inflation Reduction Act is a socialist wish list. The Heritage Foundation published an article, Inflation Reduction Act is a euphemism for big government socialism and higher prices. So you can see here that socialism is the economic part, communism is the move-in, take-over part. That's really, it's just complete control. And, but socialism, communism, they're really synonymous terms. And it's all about big government, governmental control, wealth redistribution, and total propaganda. And it seems like there are many here in the United States that are pushing for that it's already functioning around most of the world. And the Bible says there's going to be a world religion tied to in alliance with a socialistic one world governing body. Folks, if you think that we're not in the end time, the Bible says, take heed lest the Lord comes as a thief in the night for you. But the Apostle Paul said, but those that are watching and are sober... That you're children of the day. You're not of the children of the night that that day would overtake you as a thief. You're children of the day. So watch and be sober. That's what this program's all about. It's preparing you for the times just ahead and then spiritually for eternity. We're watching and we're sober and we're knowing what's coming. So that way we can prepare. Jesus Christ himself said, Be ready, for in such an hour as you think not, Your Lord doth come. Whether we all agree on every little nuance of every prophecy, that's fine. We can all still love each other and get along. And it's important to understand these things. But as long as you're ready to meet the Lord, the number one thing, everybody, is just be ready to meet Him. Because that's of eternal consequence there. I mean, you're talking about your eternity, where you will spend eternity, never ending. That's the most important thing. Now, let me give you another one that you hear about all the time in the news. The Sixth Trumpet War, World War III, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16. The reason we talk about this all the time right now is because this is one of the next two events to occur on God's prophetic, the big giant timeline in the Bible. The Sixth Trumpet War could happen at any time if we're not already in it. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16, the Bible says, And the sixth angel... You say, well, why are we talking about this right now? Because the first five trumpets have already sounded. Those events have already occurred. World War I, World War II, the Chernobyl nuclear accident, the speeding up of time with the process of globalization, 
the, the, um, the end of the Cold War and the tearing down of the Bloom Wall, 1989. The fifth trumpet was the Iraq War with Saddam Hussein. So we're, the, one of the next to occur is this World War III, everybody. It's coming. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 16. The sixth angel sounded. I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels. Remember I talked to you earlier when we were talking about the Ataturk Dam and that it was uh, the Ataturk Dam had the power to, clear, to dry up the Euphrates for, uh, for the uh, kings of the east to come down against Jerusalem to battle. Well, this scripture says, um, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. The four nations housing four angels. And the four angels were loosed, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran, which were prepared for an hour a day, a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of mankind. The third part of all people on the earth. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, and I heard the number of them. This is the prophecy of a World War III. World War I, between 8 and 9 million casualties. World War II, over 52 million casualties. World War III, over 40 times the amount dead in World War II. It's going to be World War III. I've seen a few articles lately talking about the possibility of a nuclear war wiping out one-third of the world's population. The Los Angeles Times, over the last couple days, has published an article. Even a limited nuclear war could kill a third of the world's population. And so, there are people talking about it. It's on the mindset, but when um, the Ukraine and Russia, when that kicked off, some people talked about a World War III. People are talking about a possible World War III with China and Taiwan. And also, many are talking about a World War III scenario with Israel, the United States, and Iran bringing in China. Now, how that plays out, I don't know. I do know the Bible says that it will emanate from the Euphrates River region. The Bible is very specific on that. Now, another one that letting us know, what are we doing? We're watching and we're sober here. The Bible says that in the end time, many people will try to push God out of society. They've done it for years. But it's going to happen again in the end time. And it begins in Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 21. People that don't even want to retain God in their knowledge. They just want to push Him out of their life. I don't want anything to do with God. And I want to live my own life. Well, the Bible gives warnings for that. And we, in the end time, we want to make sure we heed those warnings, right? Because we're watching. I've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You know, everyone, if you follow the news at all, you can see that there is kind of a separation in our society. There are people that love God, they want to serve God, they want to do what's right, they want to do the will of God in their life, they want to be spirit-led individuals, they got a prayer life, they, they want to do what's right in the eyes of God. There's people that are going this way, and then there's other people that are saying, I don't want anything to do with God, I'm going to push all these agendas that are diametrically opposed to the Word of God. I don't want God in my life. I don't want Him to tell me what to do. I don't want to go to church. I don't want anything to do with God. I want to live my own life, and I'm not really worried about what God thinks. Now, both groups will stand before God someday. Some people will stand before Him, and when He opens the books, it's going to be white pages because His blood has covered them. Other people will stand before God at the great white throne The Bible says the books will be opened. What will God see under your name if your name's in there? But in the other books, how will God judge you? Have you made your calling an election? Sure. Have you lived for Him? The Bible says I present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is just my reasonable service. Look at what God did for me. But some people say, nah. So when the Apostle Paul is writing in the book of Romans... And I see that people today pushing God out of society. The Bible talks about God hates those that shed innocent blood. But yet we have people that are pushing, pushing, pushing and become just very adamant. We have to have abortion. A totally innocent child. People don't just could care less what God thinks. It's just what I think and what I want. Then... We're talking about people pushing God out of society. Now, in the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Romans to the church in Rome. Romans 1, verse 18 through 21, you say, well, that, that was you know, almost 2,000 years ago. It, it applies to us today, folks. If we cannot apply the Bible to us today, the, 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 all the epistles and everything, if we can't apply them to us today, then... then in many ways, then what's, it, what, what's, the book, what's the book even for? What's the Bible even for? So, Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 28, it says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest unto them, for God hath showed it to them, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. It's easy to see that there's a God. I mean, come on. I mean, everybody that that teaches the theory of evolution, 
There's no way. There's, there's no way you could believe that all of this today, that me sitting here at a desk in a television studio in Plano, Texas, that all of just this came about because of the Big Bang Theory and come on. Everybody pretty much knows they're a God. The Bible says the invisible things of Him from creation of the world are clearly seen. A tree, somebody's breathing, taking in oxygen, putting out carbon dioxide. They're clearly seen. The Bible says being understood by the things that are made. A brand new, a newborn baby. Um, just, you know, the, the, the wind and the sun and the stars and the moon and everything. Everything has been created by God. But yet, some people say, nah. The Bible says even His, his, his eternal power in Godhead has been made unto us. So that they are without excuse. There's coming a day when there will be no excuses. Because they, that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. When you know there's a God, but you don't acknowledge Him as God, and say, yes, you are my Lord and Savior. Be the Lord of my life. And I want to serve you with my whole heart, The Bible says they had vain imaginations and their heart was darkened because without God, you have nothing. You have nothing without God in your life. Believe me. You think, well, I got money and I got an education. I got a big house and I got really cool cars and I got a big bass boat and I got this hunting camp and I got all these other things. There's nothing wrong with having any of that. But if you don't have God in your life, understand what I'm saying You have nothing. God is everything. Whether you acknowledge Him or not, God's everything. Your next breath, your next heartbeat, your health, everything is held in the palm of God's hand. You say, well, I don't even believe in God. Well, you can say that if you want to. But, There will come a day when every knee will bow and every tongue is going to confess. And so we see people today driving God out of society. The Blaze, Glenn Beck's Beck's The Blaze just published an article. In North Dakota, a school board ended reciting the Pledge of Allegiance because of the words under God are included in it. A North Dakota school board put an end to reciting the Pledge of Allegiance because before each meeting because members complained that the patriotic verse is problematic since it has the words one nation under God included. So the school board said, no, we can't do that anymore. Now I'm talking about the United States of America. I'm not talking about Iran or China or North Korea. I'm talking about the United States of America, folks. One nation under God. They're saying we can't say that. Well, or that they're not going to say it. But if they took one nation under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance to America and to our flag, I couldn't say that anymore. Because I'm not going to pledge allegiance to anything that is not under God, period. And I'm not talking about the God of, not any God. I'm talking about 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, and the God of Dave Robbins. Because this is, I'm, I'm, this is as serious as it gets to me. And so I love America, but I love God above everything. Now, wow. Um, the, another article, the Albany Democrat Herald, the Internet Interfaith Voices. Now, we're talking about this world religious system that's being formed. The Bible prophesies about it. Revelation 13, 11 through 15, Revelation chapter 17 and 18, this global religion that's being formed and will be in, in alliance with this world governing body, the Albany Democrat Herald. And interfaithism is a big part of that, getting, getting all the religions of the world together under one, one umbrella and pushing for uh, and advocating for the world governing body, the interfaithism. Well, they published an article, the Albany Democrat Herald, Interfaith Voices and Why I Don't Quote the Bible. Now, you've got to be kidding me here, folks. The, the, this article states, I just pulled a few excerpts out. The, it states, there are some who understand the Bible to be the direct word of God. Hold. There are some who understand the Bible to be the, the direct word of God. Listen. I hope everybody understands the Bible is the direct word of God. The Bible says that the Bible was written on men of old as they were moved on by God. Whatever God wanted, I've had people say, well, there's other books of the Bible that weren't included. God didn't want them in there. If God wanted them in there, they would be in there. He's God. He created the earth and the heavens and the stars and the moon. Do you think he couldn't get another book in the Bible if he wanted it in there? So, but the article says, there are some who understand the Bible to be the direct word of God, flawless in every way, that could matter. Listen, you can stake your eternal salvation on the Bible. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. You don't have to do what the Bible says and then scratch your head and go, well, I wonder if I'm going to make it to heaven. No. If you've done everything in the Bible, you've got that's settled. The Bible, there's so there are a million ways to validate the Bible. The Bible is absolutely true, folks. You can trust your eternal salvation to the words in that book. I promise you. And, well, it's not not only my promise, it's a promise from God Almighty. That's why He left us that book. But for somebody to come out and say, well, you know, some people believe the Bible to be the direct Word of God. Listen, believe me, the Bible is the direct Word of God. And the article goes on to say, there are others who say, that God is not exactly the author, but those who did write it had a direct line to God as a source. Okay, so God told John what to write. God told the Apostle Paul. God told the writers. He gave them all this information, but it's His Word. And then the article actually states before it ends, quoting Jesus is especially problematic. Now, You've got to be kidding me, folks. I mean, I, when I read some of this stuff, I'm in the news all day, every day. When I read some of this stuff, I was telling my wife the other night that just when you think you can't be shocked anymore, something else happens 
that, that is worse than what you've heard. And it's like, I can be shocked, I guess, still. Another article, The Daily Beast. And I'm just showing you, this is how I'm reading the news. I'm watching and being sober, knowing what's coming in the future, and the second coming is just ahead of us. The Daily Beast published an article, Climate Change's Point of No Return is Now 2035, according to a study. Now, listen, folks. The thing is, is that human-induced global warming, which leads to propaganda, which leads to, it is propaganda, which lead, human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, is total propaganda. There are agendas being pushed to redistribute the wealth of America and uh, uh, to underdeveloped nations around the planet, to the United Nations, to other places, even here in America. Redistribution of wealth. It is socialism. The major, one of the major planks of socialism is the redistribution of wealth. Remember Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto, the haves and the haves-nots, the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. That's the conflict. Listen, it's the redistribution of wealth of Americans, and it's socialism. That's what human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, the propaganda is all about. There are times in our history when the earth was warmer than it is right now, the people flourished during those periods, but yet there were no coal-fired power plants. There were no SUVs. There were no oil pipelines. There was no carbon emissions from all of these different things. And yet people flourished during those times. And so it's total propaganda by the United Nations. It's just an agenda. And so... What are we saying here? The fact of the matter is, is I wanted to say to you, just be ready. Now, I didn't talk about salvation. That's the number one thing. But my main program today is watch, be sober. About 30% of the Bible is prophecy. It's given for us things to watch, to know what's coming, so that the Lord does not come as a thief in the night to you. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 